For Sunday, November 1st, All Saints Day 2020. I hope everybody had a safe and happy Halloween. Here we are. Here I am, Lee, your solo host this week, as we talk about AEW Dynamite on TNT Wednesday, October 28th, 2020, from Daly's Place in Jacksonville, Florida. A great show here. We are on the uh, the home stretch to the Full Gear pay-per-view. This is the second-to-last AEW Dynamite. We crack our Pepsi Zero. And we get down to business. Just like this show did, we begin with an interview. Dasha interviews Wardlow. She asks him his thoughts on his increasing odds at winning the AEW Championship. MJF steps in. Whoa, whoa, whoa. References that Wardlow isn't contracted to AWE. AEW. I don't know what the hell AWE is. He's contracted to MJF. Should Wardlow win, he would lay down uh, to him. Uh, and, and MJF would become champion. Wardlow basically nods in agreement to this. Sammy Guevara arrives, tosses MJF's gift jacket to the ground and gets in his face. Says he'll never... Uh, he'll make sure he uh, that MJF never uh, joins the uh, the inner circle. And MJF fires back. Crowd is really sweet this week. Uh, they hopefully uh, used some of the uh, like paying crowd, the noise from the actual recording. This was recorded the day after Dynamite last week. And then aired uh, this previous Wednesday. Uh, so... You know, this is preferred to live, I think. I think I prefer the sweetened crowd, uh, the audio engineers to go to work and make it seem like, uh, you know, to fill out the audio to make it sound more full uh, as a presentation, not just the amount of people there. Uh, but yeah, uh, so I'm, I'm assuming a lot of this noise comes from the captured recordings because it sounds legitimate. It doesn't sound like uh, they're just potting up the, um, the wrestlers at ringside, uh, so to speak. Wardlow's music hits and he makes his way to the ring. His opponent, Hangman Adam Page, enters next. Page hits a corner dropkick as the bell rings. Wardlow, shaken at first, recomposes himself and manhandles Page. JR, Excalibur, and Tony on commentary, admittedly harder to hear them with the louder crowd audio mix. These men fight to the outside of the ring, Wardlow spearing Page through the safety rail. Page barely makes it into the ring. I had a thought, uh, I thought last week it was said that the, a countout in this tournament would result in a draw and both men would lose. Uh, maybe that was just the first round of the tournament, considering uh, this would mean that the winner of Omega and Penta becomes uh, the tournament winner by default if they did that here. So, yeah. And by the way, it is Omega versus Penta. Of course, we kind of confirmed that last show because I had already uh, waited so long to record it. But uh, Penta replaces Ray, uh, Ray Phoenix, his lucha bro here, uh, as Ray Phoenix took a, a pretty nasty drop in uh, Penta and Ray's match. And this sounds more precautionary than Ray actually being long-term injured. But all the same, err on the side of caution. Wardlow, overpowering Page, shoulder block in the corner, gut wrench, powerbomb, two count near fall on Page. Wardlow hot dogs before hitting a move, allowing Page to grab his arm and wrench it over the top rope. Wardlow recovers, grabbing and pulling Page off the apron and back into the ring. Wardlow from the top rope for a moonsault. Page rolls away. Both men lay, recovering in the ring. Forearms, boots. Page reverses a suplex. A series of moves leaves Wardlow dazed on the floor. Page goes to the top rope for a flip of his own. Crashes down on Wardlow. Rolls Wardlow back into the ring for a running shooting star press. One count on Wardlow. Page fires back up. Wardlow hits a clothesline and blindsides Page for a two count. Wardlow lifts Page for the F10. Hits it. Page rolls to the outside to recover. Wardlow lets his hair down here. Wardlow carries Page in, uh, up to the Brett's rope. Page fights free. Ascends to the top rope. They brawl. Page with the upper hand tosses Wardlow two-thirds uh, the way across the ring here. Hits the buckshot lariat. Hits it again for good measure. One, two, three. Hangman Adam Page will advance. I love both of these guys. This is a great match. Um, 
Nothing more to say. They're they're bigger guys, athletic, uh, but but more on the Haas side of the singles wrestling program here in AEW. Uh, this was fantastic. Wardlow's great. I'm really curious with, to see what war becomes of Wardlow after the MJF uh, stuff that's going on. No complaints here. Adam Page will meet the winner of Omega versus Penta later tonight at full gear. Serena Deeb, who is now NWA champion versus Layla Hirsch, will be uh, coming up later tonight. Sean Spears with Tully Blanchard will be in action tonight. Cody versus Orange Cassidy in the TNT Championship Lumberjack match. Town Hall meeting regarding regarding MJF's entry into the inner circle. Eddie Kingston versus Matt Seidel. JR throws to a pre-recorded Moxley segment. Moxley is huffing and puffing here, seemingly between workouts during this interview. Uh, mentions how hard he's been working to defend the AEW Championship. This Kingston match is personal for him. He's not going to defend the championship. He's going to weaponize it. Uh, there's going to be no one else to blame. Eddie will have to say he quits. Uh, he'll be alone with his ego. He will crush a number of things. Protect your neck, Eddie. Eddie Kingston enters Daly's place, flanked by Butcher, Blade, and Bunny. Back from commercial, Eddie on the mic. He interrupts his own promo to kick a cameraman out of the ring that was... Uh, bothering him, stepping into his world, as Eddie put it. Eddie puts over Seidel, gives a shout-out to Lance Archer, and criticizes Mox for not being there tonight. And this match gets underway. These men lock up and chain-wrestle. Eddie, with a bit of a size advantage, powers Matt to the ground. They separate and lock up once more. Seidel, with a pa uh, pair of arm drags, works Eddie's arm. Eddie powers out. Seidel sends him, uh, and then drop-kicks him into the corner. Seidel looking for a grounded Cobra clutch, uh, says Excalibur. Uh, when that doesn't work, he kicks Eddie repeatedly until Eddie dra uh, grabs his leg and slams him. Elbow drop. We head to picture in picture. Kitchen sink, spinning back fist. Seidel is down in the center of the ring. Eddie uh, pulls off his shirt and applies Moxley's bulldog choke to Seidel. Seidel taps, but Eddie refuses to release the hold. Butcher Blade and Bunny run interference. Bunny produces a microphone. Eddie demands Seidel say he quit. He does. Eddie looks insane, apologizes to Moxley, and he has his hand raised. Moxley versus Eddie Kingston, November 7th at full gear. Eddie Kingston is fantastic from the promo at the start of this to his in-ring persona during this match. Uh, the story being told, Eddie Kingston's just a all-around uh, solid dude and a great addition to AEW. Excalibur interviews Young Bucks and FTR via satellite with uh, Tully Blanchard. Excalibur asks about Matt's injured leg after FTR's attack last week. Excalibur asks FTR, why would you jeopardize this match uh, that's years in the making. Dax says he doesn't care about the internet backlash or dream matches. He cares about walking out the best tag team in the world. Excalibur asks the Bucks if they feel Matt's injury is uh, comeuppance for their unsolicited superkick attacks in previous weeks. Matt says when FTR arrived, they realized the spark they needed was their livelihood being threatened. FTR excuses themselves from the interview at this point. Excalibur says how uh, much is really on the line in this match. Nick says Matt has an idea. I don't know if I'm up for it, says Nick, but tell him, Matt. Matt says uh, they always bet on themselves, adds uh, the stip that if they do not win at full gear against FDR and win the championships, they will never challenge for the tag titles again. Uh, this is the same stipulation Cody gave himself for the AEW championship that he's still sticking to. Really? Asks Excalibur, and uh, the stakes just got higher, and there's a title graphic, and it's announced. Uh, so it went from Nick being like, hey, Matt brought up this dumb idea, Matt, uh, tell him your dumb idea to, nope, that's that's the stip, and it's happening. And uh, you have a couple things at work here. You have the injury to Matt's leg, where, of course, uh, you have the recourse of, oh, oh, Young Bucks weren't at full strength versus FDR. Uh, you know, FDR is uh, undoubtedly going to cheat with Tully in this match as well. And now there's a stipulation that if they don't win, they can never win. Uh, so what's the swerve here? Either they don't win, and they become full heels, 
and and challenge their own step in a way Cody never did. Or they just win here and we go to uh, some sort of rubber match later on. I don't know, but it makes this program a little less interesting, in my opinion. Other than these two teams just having a flat-out match. Uh, it seems a little overbooked uh, in that regard. It's time for the MJF Inner Circle Town Hall meeting. Wild 3D CNN uh, news graphics here. Tony and Dasha welcome us to the Town Hall. They sit at the table on the ramp. Tony introduces first Chris Jericho and the Inner Circle. Mark uh, Mark scream Judas through their masks. Dasha introduces Maxwell Jacob Friedman. The crowd boos. Luchasaurus speaks first. For some reason, he clears his throat. Uh, my question is for MJF. Speaks eloquently and asks MJF how he will be able to contribute to the prosperity of the Inner Circle. Speaking fiscally. MJF presents a statistical chart of Inner Circle's potential earnings pre- and post-MJF. Britt Baker speaks next, warns Jericho that MJF has a horrible track record of keeping friendships. Jericho says he's not a dipshit like Cody. There's a bit of editing here. Uh, if it, he turns on us, we'll knock his teeth down his throat. The entire Inner Circle rises to intimidate MJF. MJF calms them down. Peter Avalon speaks next. Says he's going to shoot his shot. Can I join the Inner Circle, he asks. Everyone in the, laugh ha uh, in the ring has a good laugh. Eric Bischoff appears to ask the next question. He has a three-pronged question. January 20th, 1961, JFK, during his inaugural address, says, It's not what you can do for country. What can you do for your country? MGF, what can you do for the inner circle? MGF puts over his, power, uh, his powerful question, replies with one word, powerful answer, friendship. Eric asks, given uh, that most consider you the complete package, what can Inner Circle do for you? MJF says, while he is the total package, there is one dent in his armor. Uh, he's not a team player. He believes when he joins these great men, he can learn how to be. Eric says, as you're aware, Mr. Freeman, uh, it's of course Friedman, <laughs> I've uh, worked with Jericho for a long time. Some would call him a pre-Madonna. Jericho starts mouthing off. They do their... Uh, Joe Biden Trump uh, spot here where Tony is forced to tell Jericho to shut up and Jericho does Eric thanks Tony goes on to say that MJF has a lot of those same characteristics if you join what's to say you don't end up killing each other no 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 says MJF I'm a good person I came out here as a sign of respect Chris Jericho says whoa now answer his question mjf is insulted by this why don't you answer a question jericho after all he's done including giving jericho the best segment of his career and all of pro wrestling uh last week with the dinner debonair uh what hasn't he done jericho raises his mic you haven't beat me and i'm but i'm gonna give you the chance full gear november 7th mjf versus chris jericho 1v1 if you win i'll allow you to join the dark uh the inner circle or the dark order i'm just i'm just they're unchangeable to me apparently now during this mjf says man to man i will do whatever it takes to win anything i expect nothing less no chris you don't understand anything ortiz speaks on behalf of he and sammy they don't want anything to do with mjf challenges mjf and warlow to a tag match with he and sammy next week on dynamite you aren't making it to the pay-per-view santana uh, is in the middle on this he doesn't know which way to go he likes the gifts from uh, mjf can be bought but uh you know some trepidation and jake hagar is uh, training for an mma fight that he ended up winning a sloppy fight but hey a w is a w uh the, they're considered undecided at this point solid segment silly uh but when you uh really break it down here but it got uh got where it needed to go and eric bischoff is a great on-screen personality he's a he's a great addition to the show uh he doesn't need to be running the show he doesn't need to be writing for the show but these appearances of his have been uh, a good way to utilize this guy uh, AEW Dark highlight reel here, which I think is pretty cool. Taz puts over Will Hobbs and his outstanding offer to join Team Taz. The clock 
is ticking. Orange Cassidy versus Cody for the TNT Championship. I may be remembering Dynamite out of order last week, but I thought the Lumberjacks were added to keep Dark Order from interfering uh, like they said they were going to. Uh, but that was after Cody added the stip that John Silver threatened the match, I guess. So there's lumberjacks for this match to keep the men in the ring and battling. The Dark Order has made it very clear that they intend to interfere in this match and they are part of these lumberjacks. Doesn't make a lot of sense, but here we are. Whatever the case, uh, Cody has to work a frustrated babyface style to heal to Orange's face, as it were. JR puts over Cassidy for his depth of wrestling. What is he capable of? Excalibur says Cassidy was trained by, trained by luchadors. Black, uh, black side, backside uh, slide attempt by Cassidy. Cody slugs him in the gut. Orange shouts, uh, to get serious now, Cassidy with a standing vertical drop on Cody, who rolls to the outside. The Lumberjacks don't like this. Best friends defend Cassidy, give him a hug, and send him back into the ring. Weird miscommunication running spot here best friends help orange back into the ring but let cody drop uh ref distracted trent slugs cody swinging ddt attempt by uh orange ends with cody flying uh out of the ring again orange hits a swinging ddt for a near fall goes to the top rope cody gets his legs up uh his knees up on the splash here and clotheslines orange over the top uh ropes picture in picture action back from break cody suplexes Rather, superplexes Orange into the crowd of Lumberjacks. It's like a carnival threw up all these characters selling uh, on the ground here. Cody rolls Cassidy back into the ring. Near fall. Springboard cutter. Near fall. Orange turned inside out for a clothesline. Uh, on a clothesline, rather. Cassidy hits a stun dog uh, millionaire and a diving DDT from the top rope. Another drop and a two count near fall. Orange fired up looking for the punch. Dark Order appears. John Silver appears with a pump kick to Orange. Orange slugs Orange. Cody hits the crossroads and wins a, uh, with a three count here. All the Lumberjacks rush the ring and brawl. Darby Allen with a spotlight on him watches uh, from a distance. The gun club clears the ring. Cody versus Darby Allen for the TNT Championship at full gear. So... Not a burial of Orange Cassidy by any stretch of the imagination. Obviously, he was uh, fucked out of a win here. Uh, but, uh, you know, the best friends, Trent, also throwing a punch. Also cheating, quote-unquote. Mm. So here we are. Uh, uh, you know, Orange Cassidy can step out of the spotlight now. You can heat this guy back up when there's proper crowds to put him over. He's really proved himself as a pro wrestler, I think, as well as a gimmick comedy act, as it were. Uh, and, you know, let's see what happens at full gear. Cody could win. Darby Allen should should reasonably, at some point, win this TNT championship. This could be it. What became of Brody Lee and the Dark Order thing with the Nightmare family? I don't know. I digress. Tony about to interview best friends Miro and Kip interrupt. Want to bury the hatchet. Penelope Ford appears in Orange Cassidy cosplay and hands them a uh, package. Trick or treat. Miro and Kip strike and uh, they basically take best friends into this green room and bounce them off the walls a bit. So there you go. Excalibur lets us know that last night Serena Deeb won the NWA Championship in a Barnburner match against Thunder Rosa. Uh, jumped on a plane to defend it here on Dynamite. She cuts a picture-in-picture -picture promo. Presumably Thunder Rosa is headed outside of NWA, uh, AEW perhaps to WWE. Who knows? From Russia, legit Layla Hirsch will be her opponent tonight. Excalibur points out that Rosa's face is still on the belt. These uh, women uh, engage in a very violent lockup. Double knees and dropkick from Layla, who is a head shorter at least compared to Serena. Neckbreaker on Brett's rope by Serena. Interesting leg-based pin for a near fall. Layla with the advantage here as we go to picture in picture. Serena with a swinging neckbreaker. Continues to punish Layla's neck. Serena grabs a leg hold and Layla taps out. 
and still NWA Women's Champ Serena Deeb. This is a great match, all things considered, and the main thing to consider is how little we see either of these women or know them at all. Uh, Serena Deeb, of course, was recently uh, signed on with AEW and had a match with Thunder Rosa and is, for all intents and purposes, one of the better pound-for-pound uh, -pound women's pro wrestlers they have on the roster now. Uh, so NWA pulled the trigger on her. I don't know what this means in the background, uh, but now AEW basically has two women's champions uh, that will be defended here. Alex Marvez interviews Hikaru Shida. Nyla is your challenger, but she refuses to challenge you until you invite her. Shida invites it. AEW Women's Championship will be defended at Full Gear versus Nyla Rose. There you go. It's, it's four minutes of buildup. Uh, Notorious cheater Sean Spears and Tully enter. Uh, Excalibur mentions Sean's vendetta against Scorpio Sky. The ref checks Sean's black glove for shenanigans. Sean uh, makes short work of BSK here. Sean Spears mid-statement quote-unquote, after the match is attacked by Scorpio Sky, and these men will meet again on Dynamite next week. The full gear card is run down. AEW Championship Mox vs. Kingston. Ta Tag Team Championship FTR vs. Bucks. AEW Women's Championship will be Hikaru Shida and Nyla Rose. Hardy vs. Sammy Guevara. Matt Hardy, that is. TNT Championship match, which will be Darby Allin and Cody. Jericho vs. MJF. Orange Cassidy versus John Silver on the buy-in. And Dynamite next week, Jericho on commentary. MGF and Wardlow versus Sammy and Ortiz. Miro versus Trent. Sean Spears versus Scorpio Sky. Cody and the Gun Club versus Ten Silver and Cabana. And Mox and Eddie will meet face to face. Time for your main event. Pentel Zero M versus Kenny Omega. Ray Phoenix accompanies Penta to the ring. Eddie Kingston is shown hyping the Lucha Bros up before tonight. It's uh, about family. Like Fast and Furious. Uh, when Penta wins the tournament and Eddie beats Mox, they will get to fight each other as friends. Clearly some issue between Penta and Phoenix still, still here. Uh, Justin Roberts puts over Omega's accolades once more. Omega appears, music pyro lights. Excalibur mentions this is the second ever singles meeting of these two men. Omega taunts Penta by lifting his shirt and revealing he's been wearing the AAA Super Championship he won from Phoenix. Phoenix is livid. These men go to war and brawl into picture-in-picture. Picture. Big boot to the head. Huge diving crossbody by Penta to Omega to the outside. Omega finally wakes up from Penta's onslaught and hits a Snapdragon suplex. Another Penta with some chops. Omega with a pair of knee strike power bomb sandwiches here. Uh, near fall on Penta. V-trigger hoists Penta for the one-winged angel. Penta fights out. Eats a, a leg lariat for his trouble. Omega with a V-trigger to the back of Penta's head. Brett's rope looking for the avalanche dragon suplex. They jockey for position. Omega dropped to the ramp. Uh, Penta follows up with a destroyer from the top rope. Package pile driver back in the ring. Omega kicks out at two. Penta in disbelief. Kenny stuns Penta with a V-trigger up for the one-wing angel. Not quite. Penta grabs a hold and fights free. Arm uh, snap here and the one-wing angel may be neutralized. Uh, Omega chops Penta with his good arm. Penta gets a super kick in on a V-trigger attempt. Omega hits a knee after all and the one-wing angel. One, two, three. Omega advances to face Hangman at full gear. Kenny talks trash and holds his AAA belt as we go off the air. That's it. That's a dynamite. If you like pro wrestling, was there no tag team wrestling on this show? Is that right? Was there no fucking tag team wrestling on this show? Well, I'll be damned. Uh, you had some great singles matches here, of course. Wardlow, Page, uh, Omega, Penta. Great stuff. Uh, great show. Really a lot of momentum with these AEW shows. The, the crowd sweetening helped as well. Uh, I, I enjoyed this AEW. There it is. Uh, so next week we will, of course, have Dynamite. And we will, of course, have the uh, thoughts on the Full Gear pay-per-view on Sunday. Public beta podcast. You can go listen to that as well. It will be recording a bit early this week on Tuesday. Uh, so look for that. 
And uh, we're going to hopefully be winding down our Pokemon conversation to three episodes, uh, one and two, to cover the rest of the Pokemon thing and Sword and Shield. Then, of course, our spin-off episode where we talk about all the non-main series Pokemon games worth mentioning. That's going to do it for the show. At Tits Iceberg is us on Twitter. LeahTitsTheIceberg.com is my email address. You can leave a comment, question, topic anywhere you see this posted in the comment section or what have you. If we find it interesting, we may read it on the show. That's going to do it for Lee. That's the Sultans of... Fire! Fire!